Applause, applause, applause. Never gets old. <laughs> How are you? It's Lisa Lillian, also known as Hungry Girl. I'm here at Hungry Land, that's our headquarters, with Mikey and Jamie. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Good. Hi. You guys look snappy today. <laughs> really? Yes. We got our Friday feels on. Mm-hmm. That's true. It is Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here, and I'm excited about this episode of Chew the Right Thing because I have to say, we get a lot of email here. People email in to suggest at hungry-girl.com all the time and ask Hungry Girl. And I think one of the most asked questions that we get consistently is, I'm going to say it because it is the subject of today's podcast. How do I break or overcome a weight loss plateau? It's a big issue. People need help. And we're here to help you in this top eight ways to overcome a weight loss plateau episode of Chew the Right Thing. So necessary. It's so frustrating. It I've is been frustrating. There. Mike, have you been there? No. I'm not even sure what that, what that all means, to be honest with you. You might have to define it for me. We will. We'll define it for okay. you. You may be a newbie, and that's actually a good question. So before we get into your news, I will talk a little about a weight loss plateau, in case you don't know what it is. But if you've ever tried to lose weight, and you're trying to especially lose a lot of weight, mm-hmm. you can get into a little bit of a weight loss rut. And sometimes your body sort of gets used to whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's harder and harder to lose weight. So it's a plateau when you feel like you're being great, you feel like you're following all the rules, you're doing the right thing. And you go and you weigh yourself every few days or every week. And that number on the scale doesn't budge. That is what's known as a weight loss That's plateau. That's happened to me before then. Then you have experienced Yay. a plateau. <laughs> I love how he's happy he's about excited. it. Exciting, yeah. He's well, the only man, the only person on earth who is excited about a weight loss plateau. You know, it's so frustrating. I have been there, and I feel like the information in today's podcast it's liberating because there, it's there's nothing worse than feeling like you are doing everything you've been doing to lose the weight, and then it just stops. I know. Ugh. All right. Well, we're gonna help you with that, but first. Okay, I've got just a couple of quick ones for you. McDonald's is testing vegan McNuggets. Yes, that's Woo-hoo. real. Uh, they're called, now they're going to have to change the name. They're calling them Vegetar Nuggets. Wait, 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 say that again, please. Ve- Vegetar Nuggets. <laughs> no, they're not. That's what, they, that's what the article said. Uh, the nuggets are made of mashed potato, onion, carrots, corn, and chickpeas, and, and then they're coated with the breadcrumbs and then fried, which is probably the bad part. Uh, right now, they're only available in Norway, and I guess Norway is the test market for these vegetar nuggets. Vegetar. <laughs> Veg, vegetar. First of all, it sounds like a very um, bad instrument. Yeah. I, I play the vegetar. Yeah. I totally. thought it sounded like a dinosaur. Like it, well, it, do, it does. Velociraptor, yeah. vegetar. Definitely sounds like a, some kind of a transformer yeah. robot yeah. in a kid's and cartoon. vegetar. <laughs> I am vegetar. All right. I am McNugget. But wait, oh, I want to yeah, try them, and yeah. why are they only in Norway? That's the test market for them. So, if they're popular in Norway, they'll come to America. Is there a big vegan community in Norway? I mean, I, I can't answer that. Yeah, I don't no. know anything about anything about anything, clearly. Yeah. But I wouldn't even think, Nor- isn't McDonald's such a like an American company? And wouldn't we? I don't know. Yeah, I don't well, want to ask. Yeah. But I would. Let's go to Norway. All right. Yeah, let's try. Field trip. All right. And uh, Lucky Charms, it, now they did this uh, last year and the year before, but they upped it to 15,000 boxes of only marshmallow cereal. So they took out all those uh, crunchy uh, cereal pieces. Cereal pieces. Yeah, the and, actual cereal. Yeah, and they're just going to give away the marshmallow pieces. Now, the, to get one, you have to buy a specially marked box of Lucky Charms. Uh, it's happening between now and September, and just follow the instructions on the box to see if you've won. You have to go to a website, type in a code and all that stuff. Um, and I'm definitely going to go buy like 10 boxes right now. 
well, after this podcast. If you buy 10 boxes, you could just take all the marshmallows, put them into one box. That's true. Remember when we were kids, they had those coin machines where you dump all the coins in and it like separated the pennies and the quarters? Coin, coin star? Well, it's They're like, at that, every that's supermarket. That's coin star now, but they used to have one for like at home. Oh, home use. Yeah. Sure. And uh, I think they have them for restaurants and banks and whatever. Bobby they and Cindy th- Brady got them when they went, didn't they get them when they went to open Probably. their bank account? Yeah, the Brady Bunch? I think so. They should have that for cereal. Have it for, you know, the marshmallows can be separated from all the other stuff. They, and all the cereals that have marshmallow stuff. No? Not going to work. Maybe. Put it in the bank of Mike's uh, bankable ideas. Yeah. Bankable ideas from Mike. Thank you. And that's Let's all see. I got. You should go on Shark Tank with that one. I should. But no, I want to understand one thing. I remember when the marshmallows only came out, was that only a promotional thing? They didn't sell those? Right. Yeah. It was. Uh, you had to win them. Are they collectible? Probably. Mm-hmm. But Jamie's right. You can just go buy a couple boxes and separate them. Okay. Well, that's all the news we that's have? That's all the news, yeah. I guess we're going to have to jump into how to overcome a weight loss plateau. All right. First thing is, don't eat the marshmallows only <laughs> cereal. Right. No, the first, the actual first piece of advice is to adjust your calorie intake. Um, I do think that it's not only about mixing up the food, it's the number of calories you eat. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people think, okay, if I just drastically cut my calories, I'm going to keep dropping weight. And then they want to cut the calories even more. So the more weight they lose, the harder it is. Their body, Your body gets used to that, having mm-hmm. that amount of whatever calories to give you the energy you need and then you get stuck and your body needs less and less um so if you just keep reducing it you're going to be in a bad place now i am not a nutrition professional Mm. i'm not a doctor or a dietitian but i have a lot of experience with this and i've heard this from professionals however mixing up your calories is a good thing it's i mean intermittent fasting plays into this but what do you call it when you mix up your calories so do you mean like one day eat 1,250 calories and one day eat 1,400 calories and one day eat 1,100 calories. Is that what you mean when you say mix it, it up? It is. And and sometimes I have heard that being even more extreme and more drastic helps even more. So intermittent fasting, if you're, if you're not eating for 12, 15, 16, 18 hours, in the six hours that you are eating, you're, there's not enough time to yeah, eat you don't sometimes 1,000 calories. Right. So you may be eating 800 calories mm-hmm. one day and 1,700 calories the next day. I do find, and I have found, that if I say on certain days I'm going to stop eating at you know, 2 in the afternoon, I'm going to skip dinner, mm-hmm. um, and my calories are drastically cut on that day, and the next day I eat more normally, it does help. It shakes mm-hmm. things up. Mm-hmm. So that, that helps. Yeah, I know for me, and I'm sure it's true for people that have a lot of weight to lose, when I first started losing weight, I think I was eating like maybe like fifteen or 1,600 calories a day because I had a lot of weight to lose. And then I I needed to cut more so that I could keep losing. So then it was like 1,300, which is fine, or 1,250. But you can't necessarily eat the same amount of calories when you were 200 pounds, say, that you know you need to mm-hmm. consume you less to adjust. as you go down. Absolutely. I have a question about your intermittent fasting. So when you stop at 2 o'clock, how are you keeping yourself like busy or drinking a lot of water like what are you doing to keep yourself from being hungry i try to go to sleep really early i i I spend a lot of time with lolly um i I try not to think about it like Mm -hmm. that's a good question but i do i the best thing to do is to go to bed early drink a lot of water and go to bed pretty early Mm -hmm. that works for me my advice too with intermittent fasting because i'm somebody that that sounds crazy and impossible but it's like the old adage of you know stop eating after 8 p.m 
you can do a simple version of intermittent fasting where you just say, okay, I'm only going to eat between the hours of 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. I know it's not extreme, but it's enough that it, if you give yourself that kind of window, and then maybe you do, you know, 9 a.m. to, to, to 8 p.m. Right. Yeah. Or you and can you do just eight, kind of, and you, or you could stop at six. Or yeah. You, you do your own. And there are, we're, we are not experts on intermittent fasting, but there's so much helpful information mm -hmm. on the internet about different ways to approach it. It does help to know how many calories you should be eating in yes. a day. How do so you know that number? It's, it's, it really varies greatly for everyone. And there are tests that you could go into a doctor's office and breathe into this tube and take this kind of test or go into the water or I don't know, there's a million different, not a million, but there's a lot of ways you could approach it. But there are simple calculators online and we'll link you to one that will sort of calculate a rough number for you based on your age, your gender, mm -hmm. your weight, and things like that. How active you are. Mm -hmm. If you're sedentary. Yeah. That's how I got started on my weight loss was looking at one of those calculators because I had no idea. Again, mm -hmm. it, depending on your weight, you might need like 1,200 calories isn't necessarily the right number if you are... 250 pounds you might right. need to start higher yeah because your body currently is burning more and mm -hmm. you will lose some people lose weight if they eat like i don't know what i would consider an amount of calories that would make me gain weight mm -hmm. so it does vary and you could always go see a professional about this mm -hmm. but step like baby steps step one it can't hurt to check your bmi mm -hmm. um which we will also link you to a calculator mm -hmm. to help you with that that's your body mass index. Um, and then try to figure out roughly how many calories you should be eating. Mm -hmm. And then paying attention to how many calories you actually eat. Mm. Um, which brings me to number two. This is the second thing that you can do. Eat more whole foods. Eat, I don't want to be extreme and say you have to do any kind of a cleanse, but I always, when I'm trying to lose weight or, or break a plateau, I will eat very specific things. Mm -hmm. I would say in general, I am not a specific eater. I think you're, you're a habitual eater. Yeah. So you eat the same thing quite often. Yes. I, I don't, I go through phases like mm -hmm. I, and it's usually like, Oh, for these four weeks, I'm eating the exact same thing for breakfast, but I tend to change it up. Mm -hmm. And I, I eat a very sort of, I don't know, a varied diet. It's like a big rainbow of deliciousness. However, when I'm trying to lose weight, to, when I'm trying to break a plateau, I will stick with very clean boring foods. Mm -hmm. So I will have a lot of egg whites, a lot of lean chicken, a lot of fish. If I go out for sushi, it's sashimi. Um, I eat a lot of salads. I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, not a lot of packaged foods. Mm -hmm. Not because of the usual things like, oh, the GMOs. It's that I don't really think that the calorie counts are super reliable mm -hmm. on packaged foods. And we know from experience that you know, and, and early on in the days of Hungry Girl, I was mortified when I found out that packaged foods could be 20% off on their reported nutritional numbers. They should go to nutrition jail for that. They, they, something should happen. And they only get a slap on the wrist when they break that rule, except if the rule they break is if the food inside the package weighs less than it says the weight's supposed to be, that's a huge offense. Right, they're they not get allowed in, to rip you off and give you less. They can't give you less, but they can say something has 100 calories that has 120 calories with no penalty. Mm -hmm. And in all honesty, in all fairness, many companies have been outed for having their calorie counts be 50% of what they really are when tested at a lab, and then nothing happens to them. So what advice would you give to somebody who doesn't want to never eat packaged foods again? Should they just be worried all the time that the calories are off? 
I'd say make it like almost like an 80 20 thing where mm -hmm. you're eating, if you want snacks, eat whole fruits and vegetables 80 or 70% of the time. Mm -hmm. Mix in your packaged foods. And really, if it seems too good to be true, it may be too right. good to be true. I remember I was eating these sunflower cookies. They said these big, giant, soft, amazing cookies had 200 calories. They had 500 and oh something my God. calories. So trust it, your gut. <laughs> trust, yeah, you have to trust your gut. I mean, it it's it's frightening mm -hmm. how many people will... I don't know that they're deliberately lying. So here, I'm going to tell you why I think a lot of these companies fall into this rut. They are not required. If you start a food company, apparently you are not required to have that food tested at a lab and get accurate calorie counts. No, they all, just trust you. you. You plug in a recipe. All you need to do is send in the recipe for the food. You send in the ingredients and the amounts. They calculate it based on that. And so if you say there's no oil in your cookie, but you're putting in four tablespoons of oil, think about how off that number is going to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if it's based on a recipe that may or may not be accurate, you're in trouble. Yeah. And the same can be said, you know, this is, it's also why, well, we're going to get to this point a little bit later on, but it has to do with like when you're in a restaurant, how mm -hmm. they treat the food. Mm -hmm. So you want to be in control of your food as much as possible whenever you're trying to break a weight loss you know, plateau or lose weight and count calories accurately. So to be clear, it's, it's just about when you're really stuck or you're experiencing a weight loss plateau, try to just eat very clean, all like whole foods and avoid packaged foods when you can. I mean, as a rule, I do love and embrace packaged foods, as you know, as you can tell if you read the daily emails, which you should be signed up for. Um, but when I am trying really hard to break a plateau or drop a few pounds, I try to avoid them. And by the way, you're not saying we should eat Whole Foods, like just go to Whole Foods every day and get organic brownies. <laughs> eat the, yes, no, <laughs> definitely not. Um, but they do have delicious organic brownies at Whole Foods. Besides the fact you'll go broke if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> Although they've gone down in price because of Amazon, so it's a little have better. They? Yeah, a little bit. They have like Amazon deals, mm -hmm. and then if you go, if you shop by the Amazon deal, you'll you'll you'll. It's almost like Trader Joe's prices if you do that. Um, and it's true, Jamie, to your point, which was a really good one. I don't mean Whole Foods like, oh, I'm eating all clean, so I can have a brownie. Mm -hmm. It's more like just like the kind of boring stuff. Yeah, literally Whole Foods, whole apples, whole, oranges, right. or pieces half an of apple. chicken. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I will say too, like that for me, when I like lost my big chunk of weight and I stalled and it was because like my nightly treat would be like a fat-free fudge pop with Cool Whip. And then I would have, you know, like all these little snacks throughout the day. And when I stepped back and just it, it didn't have to be forever. It was just enough to get me over that hump when I mm -hmm. cut out the packaged foods. It really those, got my weight loss back on track. Those foods um, are like cheating the system. Mm -hmm. I, I do think it's why, just to get off track for a second, but I think it's interesting, when Weight Watchers changed the way they calculate points, there were a lot of foods, packaged foods, that were mm -hmm. cheating the system. So, you know, I remember the one-point muffin tops mm -hmm. and um, things that at one point that were clearly encouraging people to eat packaged foods with lots of additives instead of an apple. Right. Then, you know, they made those things four points and an apple zero. Right. And it was also, it would be like, and Weight Watcher people know this, if something's the high end of one point, you could have three of those in a day and it's like, eh, that's really, it might be 500 calories. Like, don't fool yourself. Right. If you're having right. five high one point snacks a day. Yeah. You may be, it's really like yeah. 10 points well, instead of five. Not, but yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, next. And this kind of like, it, it flows nicely into this point. Avoid your trigger foods. This is point number three. 
avoid trigger foods and eat fewer starchy carbs. And that is my trigger food. And I say that because, well, a trigger food, just to go back, and I always talk about trigger foods, that's a food that you know your body is going to, when you eat it, it's going to make you crave more food, eat more of that food and other foods, and really throw you off track. So if you know, if you eat two M&Ms, you're going to want to eat a whole mm-hmm. sleeve of Oreos and anything mm-hmm. else chocolate you can get your face on. Just avoid the chocolate. What are your biggest trigger foods? Pretzels. Mm-hmm. That's like number one. Specifically, flat pretzels. This is it because you think they're like skinny pretzels, like your brain tells you they're safer? And no, it's because it turns me into a monster, ah. like a chomping monster oh. where like I eat a pretzel, I want more pretzels. Right. And I can't, I don't even chew and swallow the pretzels that mm. are in my mouth before more pretzels get in there. Oh my gosh. It's embarrassing. Like you don't, you don't see me do that here. Like mm. I, I have, when I see like snack factory flat pretzels are like the most delicious things on the planet. They're so my number one. should just get out of your way if those come in the mail to hunger <laughs> Hide them okay. from me because they're too yeah. good. But a lot of people are good at having one or two mm-hmm. pretzels. Like, I can literally have one or two M&M's. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. And I'm not I'm, a chocoholic. I'm the flip side. I If I have candy or chocolate or something sweet, it turns me into a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And it's so, like, the whole trigger food phenomenon, it's so good when you know what kind of person you are, what kind of eater you are, because you might be the type of person, and, and like, Lynn, who works with us, is one that she'll say... I will feel deprived and will not stay on a weight loss plan if I don't allow myself to have a piece of dark chocolate. So that's like keeps her on track. For me, I, I'm a different type of eater. If I eat a piece of chocolate, it's over. I'm going to eat 10 pieces of chocolate. It just I'm safer if I just don't touch it at all. That's how I am with my trigger foods. Yeah. I'm more like you. It's like I can't start. So I feel like, you know, it's funny. People always say, do you ever have a cheat day or do you, you know, ever go off the rails? For me, those days are like eating baked chips, Mm -hmm. eating the things like eating some of those snack factory Mm -hmm. pretzels because I don't trust myself to eat them every single day. Right. Unlike Lynn. So Mm -hmm. we're similar in that way. Mm -hmm. And in the case of really trying to break a weight loss plateau, my recommendation, my strong recommendation is try as much as possible to avoid the things that make you super Mm -hmm. hungry or like throw you into that space where your mind can't Mm -hmm. stop thinking about that food or other foods. It's crazy making, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. make go easy on yourself and just it's easier to have none than it is to have one. Yeah. And I do. It's I'm not a person that avoids carbs. Like I always talk about when I was seriously losing a lot of weight in the early days um, before I started Hungry Girl, I made a decision to avoid starchy carbs. Mm -hmm. And people were like, what are starchy carbs? And they're just I didn't have any bread, rice, potatoes, Mm -hmm. even starchy vegetables I was Mm -hmm. avoiding. But I ate a lot of fruit Mm -hmm. and fruit is very it's loaded with carbs, obviously. Mm -hmm. But those carbs don't affect me the same way. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, it's whatever works for you. So pay attention. All right. The next next thing you can do, mm-hmm. thing number four that will help you, track your food. And a lot of people are like, what do you mean track your food? Do I have to have a fancy journal? Do I have to write it down? Do I have to have an app? My answer to that is no, but you have to be honest. Yes. Honesty is key. Honesty is the best policy mm-hmm. when it comes to tracking your food. So that what that means is, and for me, literally, if you looked at my desk right now, you will find scraps of paper with weird numbers. It'll be like, 125, 50, 50, 125, 100, with like little totals all over the place. I literally keep running tabs, like I'm like a little mouse. (laughs) Look, I had an apple, I had this, I had that. Any little bite of food, any taste of food, especially here, you know, when we have recipes, we know the calorie counts, I write it down. Mm -hmm. I do not have a journal, I am a total slob when it comes to keeping track, I don't have an app, but 
I write it down. And that's the only thing that really helps mm-hmm. you accurately know how much you've eaten. Yeah, I do. And my biggest piece of advice with that is do it right away. Because even right now, like I have to be honest, I was picking at stuff in the kitchen. I don't know how much I had. How many bites of that new Quest bar did I have? How many? Oh, you, you know, tried the Quest bar? I did. It was really good. Chocolate, Chocolate donut. donut. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> yes, it's sitting in the kitchen. I had, they were next to the peanut butter blender. Was it peanut butter blender <laughs> brownies? Peanut butter blender muffins. Yeah, muffins, yeah. Oh, and um, I, I had to eat those yeah. instead. So yeah. Anything with peanut butter, you know I'm going to go to. For sure. Do you think in, in the future, they're going to look down on, like they're going to find Hungry Land and they're going to find all these little writings that you have and think that it's like <laughs> some code to like, like unlock the past yeah what does one two five <laughs> yeah. five mean that's how many funny. calories lisa had on tuesday <laughs> that's really january funny. 4th i can only hope <laughs> that'd be awesome that's amazing <laughs> but um, yes being honest with yourself and i think doing it right away is important so you don't so you, you don't know. forget yeah because sometimes you don't you just don't remember you're like oh wait a minute i had a piece of that bar in the car oh wait a minute why am i full what did i eat and you're mm-hmm. trying desperately to remember so you're right right away write it down and sometimes I even email myself. Like I have emails with the subject line is like apple, ha- quarter of a bar, you know, like pistachio, 100 calorie pack. Mm-hmm. You, you just, just made me so happy because I was nervous to admit that I do that too. You, oh. Yeah. And I also, I use the notes app in my phone because that way it's like a, it's, it's always there. It's easy to get to. I, I speak text it. So mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't hear it correctly. And I'm like, what did I eat? I did not eat a tree. What does that mean? <laughs> Anyway, all right, number five, the the fifth thing that you can do is to weigh and measure your food, not yourself. Oh. I like weighing and measuring food way more than I like weighing and measuring myself. And the reason why you need to weigh and measure your food is because food, even the healthy foods, the smart choices Mm -hmm. that you're making add up. To me, the best example of that is salmon. I Mm -hmm. love salmon, but I eat way, 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 I don't want to say too much, but I eat a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And I'll eat a salmon filet that might be 400 500 Mm -hmm. calories and you don't even realize it so it helps if you want to track your calories accurately have a scale Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be expensive and fancy we have a really cheapy cheap hungry girl food scale Mm -hmm. um we should give one away if anyone calls you mike okay at what number uh 805-380-8075 if you call mike and say you really want a food scale we'll give a few out but it'll help you weigh and measure and I mean, I'm not saying you have to take a scale to a restaurant, but use it, make it your friend and know what you're getting into. So also, the more you use it at home, the more you'll be able to better estimate at a, at a restaurant and be like, that mm-hmm. looks like eight ounces of salmon. I know what four ounces of salmon looks like. Exactly. My big wake up call because I eat salads all the time was when I started measuring um, my salad dressing because I was using six tablespoons and in my head going 45 calorie dressing. 45 calories, but I would pour it on. And one day, you know, how they actually give you the weight in parentheses. So it'll say mm-hmm. two tablespoons, about 40 grams. So I'm like, let me see what 40 grams really looks like. I just put my salad on the scale, set it to zero. It, it was, was like nothing. Like nothing. Well, that's another, actually, that's a really good point because we do comparisons of food weights mm-hmm. and measurements, and very rarely are they accurate. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like, you know, Half a bag around 43 grams. And then like it's just it weighs so much more. 43 grams right. is not the right serving size. Right. Well, it'll say about 17 chips and then it'll say in parentheses right. the exact amount of grams. And, and the then grams it's nine is chips. What, right. The right. grams is what's the calorie count. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like let me take the 17 biggest chips out yep, of the bag. Yep. It goes uh, back to that same cheating the system. Don't cheat the system. Um, but with the salad dressing thing, is that yeah. why you switch to salsa? Yeah, I know. I mix them now. So it's I can, smart. that way I can get away with, or I'll mix it with vinegar. Yeah. So I'll do like the two tablespoons of the dressing and then I'll add either a little salsa or a little vinegar. So it's like 
a little more volume. But just uh, make sure you measure the apple cider vinegar. Oh my God, he makes fun of me all the time. He goes, too much, too much. She's like dousing her salad. Well, one time, <laughs> it's she's like, oh, I put vinegar. too much apple cider no, vinegar in this. No, but it ruins this. the salad. It tastes gross. gross. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it... Yeah. I don't like apple. Well, if you mix vinegar. it with other stuff, it's yeah. it, you know it doesn't overpower it. But if you do too much, like yeah, and if you have a bad cold, do you don't notice it. But yeah. other than that, wait, can I please share with you my best salad dressing thing that I discovered yesterday? Yes, I mixed two tablespoons of your favorite light creamy dressing for me. It's Bolthouse Farm cilantro with two tablespoons of salsa, and then I added a little bit of everything bagel seasoning. Oh, wow. it was wow. the best thing ever. And that, I dipped I dipped veggies in it. Actually, it sounds yummy. Yeah. It was great. I would try it. I do like everything bagel seasoning yeah. on almost everything. Except a dessert. Although, they do make oh, everything bagel. They make everything bagel donuts <gasps> at this donut store. Oh, wow. And I tried, we tried to make cupcakes here a couple weeks ago. Did it ago. work? Mm, the garlic powder really was like what if, inappropriate. Mm, what yeah. if you put it on vanilla bean ice cream? Oh, wow. I don't know. So I, don't know. I would try it. But it, yes, it's the garlic that throws everything mm. off. The sesame seeds are okay. It might slow you Even down from salt. eating a whole pint of ice cream. This might be a good <laughs> plateau trick. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The sixth thing that you can do to break your plateau is add some exercise and change up that exercise. So I know a lot of people are like, well, exercise, I don't like exercise. Just move. (laughs) Like just, you don't have to be extreme. You don't have to like join a gym or start going to Pilates at 6 a.m. or take pole dancing or go to Zumba. You can just even housewalk. Mm -hmm. And housewalking is something that I... I started doing it at a hotel, which is ironic because I've called it house walking when it was hotel walking. But you just walk around, get as many steps as you can, mm-hmm. when you can, where mm-hmm. you can. Just move. Move when you're on the phone, move mm-hmm. when you're at work, stand more than you sit, you know, take the stairs instead of the elevator, park far away. All the stuff that you hear, it really does help and it yeah. really does add up. I um, say treat yourself to an inexpensive Schmidt bit, which is what I call a Fitbit ripoff. Um, we can link you to one. just get the I, Fitbit I have, okay, which is fine, like a penny. Fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> so Mine, mine's like a half a penny. Um, <laughs> but it, it really helps because at like six o'clock at night, if I see I only have, you know, 5,000 steps, I might be like, oh, you know what? I can push myself to get to 6,000. Yeah, you can. I mean, even when you're brushing your teeth mm-hmm. or if like you're like, do you want anything from downstairs? Let's go downstairs, mm-hmm. upstairs. We happen to have steps in our house mm-hmm. and a fair amount of them. So I'm always like saying to my husband, do you want anything from the kitchen? I'm going <laughs> down to the kitchen. He just thinks you're such a helpful <laughs> wife, but you just want to burn more calories. For sure. That's exactly <laughs> what I do. Is it bad if I get mad? So when I'm in a parking lot like Costco, for instance, and uh, you know, I always get there early right before they open. So I'm always in the first spot. But when I get out, the parking lot's already full. Except for the back part where it's like, you know, it's a bit of a walk. And I get so mad at the people that, that are waiting for me to like put my stuff in the car. Instead, they can just park a couple, you know, rows away. I mean, it's not that far. So you, he's, you're going to be one of those guys who like shakes their fist and you're yeah. like, yeah. get extra steps. Yeah. Stop staring at you're me. A, you're a step shamer. Because they're like, <laughs> it's a lot of pressure to like fill up my car with all the groceries. And then, you know, enough time. I don't want to make them upset that they're waiting. But I don't know. I guess I'm not. This reminds me of, you know, the meme, like there's never as much pressure in the world as when you're trying to get your change back in your change purse and the person's behind you at the supermarket. Yeah. And you're like, Arr. well, now it's if you write a check. At the supermarket. I was going to say, yeah. oh, the people who write checks, if you're out there and you're a check writer at the supermarket, yeah. come on, get a debit card. or <laughs> It's actually card. safer now to use a debit card than a check because they can copy all your numbers on the bottom of that check. And then plug it into the internet. Mm -hmm. Who does it? All right. Sorry if I offended anybody. (laughs) Okay. Reason thing item number seven. 
eat at home more often? This is an easy one. Mm -hmm. I feel like I am the kind of person I go out to eat a lot, mm -hmm. like more than I even want to. And a lot of times it's because like my husband is like, let's go out to dinner. And it's hard for me to say no. Mm -hmm. I love sushi. I want to go out. But I know when I eat at home, I know exactly what I'm eating. And I have so many tricks and so many things that I throw together that are so huge and filling for a low number of calories. Mm -hmm. And it's so much harder at a restaurant. Yeah. No matter what you think. We also, like, we order in a lot, so we'll do, you know, like, oh, let's get this rest. You know, we'll just get a lot of take in. Take in? Take out? Take, take out. out. Anyway. <laughs> you take in to your mouth the exactly. take out food. There you go. But it's definitely true. When you make your own food, you're, you're in control. You also just never know how much, like you said, how much oil is going into that chicken yeah. dish. I mean, that's why when all these restaurants, like, I would go to the Cheesecake Factory and try out, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to slam the Cheesecake Factory, it's fantastic, but sometimes you go there and you're like, you know what, this steak thing, or if you go to Applebee's, you can see it has more oil than it's mm -hmm. supposed to, and it's just because you can't control every person that's mm -hmm. in the back, you know, that's in the kitchen, yeah. they're supposed to use, do you think everyone's measuring and, and weighing everything? They may be, they may not mm -hmm. be, so you have to trust your judgment, and be in control and eat at home when you can. Mm -hmm. And also, got a bit, restaurant portions are huge. So even if I order a grilled chicken salad at a restaurant, I'm probably going to eat eight ounces of chicken instead of the four I might put on my salad at home. That is true. That's why sometimes, you know, wrap up half your food mm -hmm. or give some of it away mm -hmm. or whatever you need to do before mm -hmm. you eat the whole thing. Because sometimes those portions are out of control. Yeah. Hide it under the napkin. Don't eat the bread. Sneak it to the kid at the next Don't table. Eat. Don't eat the bread. You're right. <laughs> okay, and the final thing, this is this is an easy one. Drink a lot of water. Don't drink a lot of alcohol. Hmm. I think when I'm really trying to cut calories and I'm really, really trying to break a weight loss plateau or drop a few pounds, alcohol is a very bad idea. Mm -hmm. So it just is for a few reasons. One, it tends to be high in calories, even if you drink drinks the hungry girl way yeah. and your drinks have 100 calories. I think it does, again, I'm not a nutrition professional. It definitely does something to you. Yeah, it could make you drunk and hungry. <laughs> That's also a problem. But it, you're so much better off drinking a lot of water and water helps fill you up. Mm -hmm. Start your meals with water, drink extra water, think about drinking water throughout the day and it will be really helpful. Yeah, I loved, I started doing this um, when you came out with the Hungry Girl Diet and the lemon water, and it was, the advice was like to start your day with a cup of lemon water, and I'm like, what is that gonna do? It's something, I don't know if it's the psychology of it or it just, I don't know, it just makes me feel thin, it gets, it makes, it makes me less hungry. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause it, you know, it feels like you're doing something good for your body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you drink water, you feel like you're mm -hmm. doing something good for your body. Yeah. I drink a lot of Perrier. Yeah, I It's drink still good. I drink a lot of like zero calorie, low calorie drinks. So like diet soda or sugar-free, you know, crystal light type things, coffee. But when I am trying to, if, if the skip, you know, if the needle is not moving and I'm trying to get it to, I really try to cut that stuff out and just do water. I don't know why it just works. It's better. And it makes you feel like you're doing something good. Yeah. I feel like the Maybe more. Maybe that's what it is. It doesn't. This whole like this whole episode where all these habits of, you know, stopping your, your snacking a little earlier, choosing your foods a little bit more wisely, being slightly boring when it comes to what you're eating. These are all things that are going to help make you feel healthier and keep you on track just a little bit more. So hopefully this has been a helpful episode yeah. of Hungry Girl, Chew the Right Thing. <laughs> Do you feel skinnier already, people? 
I feel yes. like I've lost weight just sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people listen to the podcast when they walk, so they're probably oh, they're ahead cool. of the game. Already. I do I do housewalk to podcasts, not ours, but others. Mm-hmm. You don't? Well, because you're noting the podcast. Yeah. yeah. You're Otherwise, I'd have to like, run back oh, to the desk. To- <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, that about does it, which means this is this episode is coming to a close which means we have to talk about all the great things mm-hmm. that exist in our world. Mm-hmm. So this episode launches March 29th. It's a big day because it's the last day that you can find the Hungry Girl magazine on stands in stores. It's not going to be front and center, but if it's in a bookstore or in the grocery store where the magazines are, the magazine's get, getting pulled tomorrow. So yep. get it today. Uh, also, April 1st, I'm going to be on the Dr. Oz show. Yay! Yay! It's, a, it's a good long segment. Dr. Oz mm. is cooking. We've got guests. Talking about breakfast and people waving sheet pans. It's a big bonanza, so that's good. Also, our Walmart Simply Six Treat Truck Tour is underway, like starting now. And I am going to be at a bunch of events in Florida. If you want to check out where the truck is going to be and then where I will be, um, because I'm only going to be at a few events just popping up in Florida in early April, um, you could check out hungry-girl.com slash Walmart. We'll also link to it from our Foodcast page, which is hungry-girl.com slash Foodcast. Also, you can sign up for daily emails at hungry-girl.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and anywhere else. If they call me and ask for the uh, scale, they'll might get one. They might. Am I giving one to everybody or just a couple? <laughs> just a few. Just a few, Mike okay. is so generous. He's like, can I give out all the scales to everyone who calls? Then but you know what? The number of calls you get, you probably could give I them to I probably could, yeah. <laughs> it's a 805-380-8075. And don't forget, Simply Six is uh, now available wherever books are sold. You can also get it at hungry-girl.com slash simply six. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart. It's a great it. book. It's fantastic. Yep. All right, well, that about wraps things up. If you like what we said, um, you should write it down. You can listen again. Because you know what? There's nothing wrong with listening to the podcast twice. You can get more steps in. Yes. Yeah. At least like 4,000, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. If I keep talking, they can get like 5,000. Let's not end the podcast. we got to keep them moving. <laughs> keep them moving. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be quiet now. You guys have a fantastic day. We will be back next week with a new podcast. Subject, TBD. I'm Lisa Lillian. Signing off from Hungryland with Mikey and Jamie. Till next time, chew the right thing. <laughs>